It's uh, seven minutes after 11. Oh, boy. Uh, the FBI's at it again. It's just an article in Rolling Stone magazine about an ABC News producer. Emmy-winning uh, producer James Gordon Meek had his home raided by the FBI, as colleagues say. They haven't seen him since. He's in that black hole. Uh, apparently, uh, there, he's a national security investigator producer. Um was responding to former CIA agent uh, 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 the Ukrainian military with assistance from U.S. Uh, was uh, thriving uh, against Russian forces. Uh, I, I guess this guy just had too much information. I don't know. I don't have time to get into all the details, but that just popped. Uh, if I get a break, uh, a, a chance during the break, I will uh, get into it. Uh, this is the um, left-wing version of Project Veritas. And they had a bombshell. Um, I have not heard this, but I don't think it's a big bombshell. Uh, this is not this is not an October surprise that will affect anything. But let's listen in. So, my husband's brother-in-law was up at the Capitol on January 6th. Okay, all right, so I can't even make it out. Uh, Apparently, uh, Representative Dave Schweikert said, you don't want to defund the FBI, you want to break them up. He lists his top three impeachment targets uh, for the Republican-controlled House as Mayorkas, Blinken, and Ray. Uh, That sounds like a law firm, doesn't it? It does, Uh, yeah. That's like Dewey, Cheat, Cheatham, and Howe. Yeah. Um, that's it? That's their big drop? <laughs> wow, that's going to change the election. Woo! <laughs> Man, that's some good work there. Earlier in the program, I talked about the election and uh, uh, Vance advancing, J.D. Vance in Ohio. The guy, I got to tell you, his responses are good. He has really uh, been very assertive. And in a way that I think most people uh, would respond to. Uh, And and this is the reason for him not only closing the gap, but now being a couple points ahead. As I said earlier in the program, I'm absolutely convinced that he is going to win and and be a a senator from the state of Ohio. Here, Here is the exchange from their debate. We have a. So th- we have a. Hold on, JD. No, this is me. this is disgusting. I'd like to get here's here's exactly what happens when the media and people like Tim Ryan accuse me of engaging the great great replacement theory. I'll tell you, you exactly. Peddling it. I'll you tell you exactly what happens, Tim. What happens is that my own children, my biracial children, get attacked by scumbags online and in person because you are so desperate for political power that you'll accuse me, the father of three beautiful biracial babies, of engaging in racism we are sick of it you can believe in a border without being a racist you can believe in the the country without being a racist and this just shows how desperate this guy is for political power i know you've been in office for 20 years tim and i know it's a sweet gig but you're so desperate not to have a real job that you'll slander me and slander my family it's disgraceful i mean that's the kind of assertions uh, assertive response that the republicans Need I, they, they've really got to go on the offense here, and take none of that Bravo Sierra from the left. Uh, I'm I'm impressed with Vance's responses. I I think uh, I've seen a couple of them now, and I think pretty good, not bad at all. 
Uh, let's see. The uh, National Institute of Health director admits the Boston lab that created the new COVID strain did not clear research with the agency. And the agency only learned the details by reading the newspaper, the Daily Mail. They admitted the controversial uh, COVID manipulation research carried out in the lab in Boston wasn't authorized. It was, however, funded by you. It was funded by taxpayers. Public records indicate it was partly paid for uh, using a grant awarded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, one of the federal government's main research agencies. These are things that the federal government shouldn't be researching. This is, there's no reason that we can't rely on the private marketplace to take care of these things. Uh, as part of uh, any government-funded research grant, teams have to explain what the money is being used for and how it will benefit the public. But today, Dr. Emily Erbelding, uh, director uh, of the NIAID's Division of Microbiology, said the Boston team didn't clear the work with the agency. She only found out about it through the, uh, through the newspaper. Feeling a little uneasy about the type of research the grants had been used to fund. That's why the private marketplace needs to... Uh, the government needs to get out of this completely because the private marketplace be much more discerning about uh, to whom they gave their money. And, and I understand... You know, if if the if you think that um, perhaps the bad guys are going to manipulate these things, that you should be doing it too. But it's an awfully dangerous road to go down. Really scary road to go down. Governor of California has apparently legalized child kidnapping. Uh, we talked about this uh, before. Uh, I don't know, maybe about a month ago, when when I believe this was this legislation was being uh, debated. State Bill 107 in California will allow the state to seize children from their own legal parents who are not sufficiently affirming of a child's wish to mutilate themselves and destroy their own lives. As the Federalist explains, California courts will have the power to strip custody from parents wherever they live who doubt the wisdom of these procedures if the child so much as steps foot in California. In other words, even if you don't live in California, the long arm of the village can capture your kid in their net. Immediately after Newsom signed that law, almost as if there were a coordinated campaign by village elders, the American Medical Association issued a letter to the Department of Justice begging them to imprison anyone who dares stand in the way of them having full access to your child's body and mind. Uh, Christopher Russo uh, tweeted, the AMA asked the DOJ to investigate and prosecute high-profile social media users who share quote-unquote misleading information about gender-affirming health care. Transgender medicine saves lives, the medical experts and politicians scream at vulnerable parents. Quick, inject your eight-year-olds with experimental off-label Luprin and synthetic chemical hormones before they or them uh, kill their or themselves. That's in quotes. Castrating and sterilizing young boys is apparently in their minds 
life-saving health care. Double mastectomies and hysterectomies on teenage girls. Pediatric best practice. You are a child-abusing extremist if you object. I, I don't even know how you could vote for anybody that would write a law protecting that kind of behavior. Th these are irreversible procedures. These people, these kids are being mutilated... And I'm a little disappointed in the medical community that they're not putting up a fight on this. This was not a problem 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It's only been a problem in the last several years. And it's only a problem because the left keep promoting this. It's all about normalizing themselves at the cost of your children. That's what this is. This what that's what this is all about. Some guy wants to walk around wearing a wig and falsies and feel comfortable and 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 doesn't want anybody to to frown on that behavior. So they promote doing it to your kids and argue that it's the normal thing to do. So they can feel more comfortable. I was uh, I was working at a uh, at a Chevy dealer in Cleveland, and just before closing time, some guy walked onto the lot, and uh, I had to go try and sell him a car. Well, at first glance, from about thirty five or forty feet, I thought a woman had walked on to the floor, uh, and uh, it was a parking lot actually. As I got closer and closer, I realized it was a guy. And it, apparently one of the managers uh, knew this guy and had sold him cars before. And he said, just ignore it. You know, he wants to buy a car. And I did. I mean, it's, it's fine. You want, to, you want to dress like an idiot, dress like an idiot. But in the back of my mind, that's what I thought. I, this guy's an idiot. He's got a mental problem. And I still think so. And by the way, some of these guys will never pass. They just won't pass. But they want to, they want to appear normal. They want to feel normal. They don't want you to, to discriminate against them. So they'll mutilate your children to make their case. It's just insane. It, it, it makes me crazy. The medical profession should be standing up and saying, no, we're not doing this to these kids. They should be saying, you know, if, if you're an adult and you want to do this, fine. You're over the age of 18, you want to do this, go, go, go for it. I don't know. Is uh, Randy, is Randy calling in? Yes, he is. Uh, as you were speaking of this, I thought to myself, man... I would really like to hear a doctor's opinion on this particular story. And he's available, and so I thought maybe we'd like to just get uh, his insight on this. Four o'clock in the afternoon, for the next two hours, you get Randy Tobler. Great, great show. Absolutely terrific program. Uh, and he's got a medical background, so I'll be curious to hear what he has to say about this. 
Uh, we've also got a story about Hunter Biden. Apparently, his real estate uh, company got uh, a few dollars out of Russia. We'll give you the details on that also. That's coming up on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. <laughs> it's, uh, it's 11.22. Glad to have you with us. Glad to, glad to be with you. Um, so I was talking about this, uh, this deal in California where apparently uh, they will take possession of your child if you're not in support of their transgender uh, wishes. And, and, and I don't remember this being a problem 20, 30 years ago. It's just recently, it's the steam is being poured on this. And I speculate that it is for those people who have this body dysmorphic problem, uh, a way for them to feel normal. Uh, but I don't think we should be mutilating kids. And I don't understand why the medical profession isn't fighting this, because it's, it's a mental problem. At least I think it is. So every afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon... Uh, if I can get to my radio, I listen to Randy Tobler, and he has a medical background, and I'm, I'm about to grill Randy right here on the program. Randy, how are you? Doing well. I'll, uh, okay, I've got the air conditioner turned on, even though it's 30 degrees here, because I'm yeah, ready to get yeah, going. Go, go for I, it, Gary. <laughs> I, I don't understand why the medical community isn't fighting this. I mean, this, it, 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 am I wrong? This, this is a mental problem. This is, you know, what the AMA and the American Academy of Pediatrics and several other organizations are doing is exactly what's going on in this country from a political perspective, where a bunch of elitists are speaking in behalf of who they claim are their constituents. The AMA sent a letter to Merrick Garland, at, uh, what, October 3rd, I think it was, a couple weeks ago, basically saying they speak for the 270,000 members collectively, they and the AAP. And uh, basically you're making the statement that doctors who disagree with this, uh, social media people, like, well, even you, Gary, you might be, you might be provoking. There have been some threats against uh, transgender clinics, but just because you come out outspoken about it, because a doctor comes out and is opposing it, we're now going to be targeted by the DOJ, apparently, for uh, inciting violence and provoking with misinformation. Uh, the the health care that these people deserve. And look, I, look, I, I think that, uh, you know, someone of age who's had years of counseling and is now 20, 30 years old and decides they want to have some elective surgery done, go for it. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. If you can have a doctor to do that, that's great. But we're doing an experiment on what is really a sociogenic disease <laughs> that I think is equivocal to, is equivalent to what happened with the Tuskegee experiment with those poor black men and women who had, who had, uh, you know, STDs, had syphilis, and they followed what happened. It was one of the worst social experiments ever endorsed by medicine in the history of medicine. And I think, you know, this equates to something like that, Gary, because this disease is, was unheard of a few years ago. It was rare, and now it's, it's what, 10, 20% of people say that they've got some kind of dysmorphia and need to be altered or take puberty blockers or both. It's, it's crazy, man, and I, I'm, I'm really worried about it. I'm embarrassed that the medical profession has bought this hook, line, and sinker. I, I don't understand how they bought it. I mean, they've got to know better, Randy. They, they've got to know, and, and I've seen these people come out, these young, young guys and gals come out saying, you know, I went through this, and, and it was wrong, but it's irreversible. They've had radical mastectomies, and... Yeah, uh, yeah. 
you can't fix that after it's gone. It's gone. Well, they've had their gonads removed. Their fertility, absolutely, you know, well, without extreme, well, there's no way. If you take out your uterus and your ovaries and now you claim you're a man, there's no way you're going to get pregnant. Uh, look, I, I, this, is, this is insanity. And, and like I say, it's, it, let's concede for the art of, for, just for the sake of argument, that at the end of the day, after years of psychological counseling for what is a mental disorder, it is listed in the DSM-5 as a mental disorder. And like you said, let's treat it as such. We don't do lobotomies anymore on, on people with depression. You know, that used to be very popular. It was all the rage back in the mid 20th century. Don't do that anymore. But let's say that the, the final ultimate treatment for people who have been treated with all of the non-invasive, you know, medical treatments, medical therapy, psychotherapy, and, you know, okay, now, okay, it's, it's clear. You are 25, 30 years old. You need to do, you want to get this done. We'll do the, the plastic surgery because that's what it is. It's plastic surgery that will complete the, the deal. The problem is we're over-diagnosing what is a, it's a social contagion. It's not a, they're, they're, you can't go from the, the, you know, 1% at most of people that were thinking that they were having this problem and wanted to transition a decade or two ago to the numbers that we're seeing now. That doesn't happen with natural evolution. This is a, this is a social disease more than anything. And it's, uh, it's, it's criminal, I think, to do this to people, especially these people that are not of the age of majority, to give them puberty blockers, alter their their bone structure and and hey there might be cardiovascular risk factors involved this is a grand social experiment and i think historians both medical and otherwise are going to look back on this with with loathing and and really rebuke what happened here i i hope that it that we wake up before they have to i hope at some point uh, the medical community uh grows a pair of what they're removing from young boys and uh, and and stands up to this uh, because it is unfortunate that we are risking their lives uh, under the guise of uh, it will save yeah. their lives. It's just, it's just insane. Are you going to cover this at all on your program? Yeah, we've been talking about it, and we're going to cover it whenever it comes up, and it's just coming up too, too often. Look, it's going to take courageous people to probably lose their licenses and their practices to fight back against this, but I, I will be among those if that's what it takes. What do you, any guests coming up on today's show? Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking to Zach Smith about the Denchenko thing uh, from Heritage, uh -huh. and um, yeah, and then we've got we've got someone on to to really chew some of these other social issues up as well. Because I mean, this, culture is upstream from politics, as Mr. Breitbart said. We got to fix the culture before the politics get straightened out. Four o'clock this afternoon, Randy Tobler on the Eagle. Randy, thanks for uh, stopping by and uh, giving yeah. us uh, some insight. Always love it. Great to listen and to be on the show, Gary. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Glad to have you on. All right. Uh, Hunter Biden's real estate company. Well, they they made a little bit of money uh, out of Russia. Um, it's hard to understand how this guy could. Where did that money all go? I, I don't I don't. Did the big it. guy get a cut? I Brian, when I tell you the dollar amount of the money that they made... I don't know how this guy could be. Well, he was an expert in his field, I understand. The realty and yeah. energy. Uh -huh. and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And in a little news out of Pennsylvania. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
I just saw a sign. I just saw a news story, Brian. Heating costs expected to rise with blackouts possible as gas supplies tighten. But we're we're producing twice as much as we yeah, used to. Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, How could, that must be wrong. Uh, they, yeah, obviously they're wrong. Couldn't possibly be right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hunter Biden's real estate company received a whopping $40 million investment from a Russian oligarch. The relationship between the president's son and Yelena Baterina, the billionaire widow of a corrupt Moscow mayor, has already been flagged as alarming by a Senate report after she mysteriously wired $3.5 million to a company linked to Hunter. Her brother uh, told the Daily Mail the money was a payment to enter the American market. The Daily Mail can now reveal Hunter's financial relationship with her was far more extensive. With her firm investing $40 million in a real estate venture by Hunter's company, Rosemont Realty. In 2012, Hunter's firm had $69.7 million, uh, or a plan, a uh, $69.7 million plan to invest in 2.15 million square foot office space in seven U.S. cities. Documents outlining the plan said the money came from a mix of investors, including $40 million from Inteco Management AG, a Swiss company owned by the same woman. This, is, is he, how did he not have enough money to pay his taxes? How's that, how's that possible? I mean, it, the money that he was making out of Ukraine in uh, this real estate deal, plus China, he should have been rolling in cash. Where could that money have gone? Drug habit. He'd be dead if he used that much <laughs> Uh, that many drugs. No, he, he must have split the money up. Maybe the big guy got some of that. Who, who would the big guy be? I'm just I, curious. I have no, I have no idea. I, don't, I see that all the time. And I yeah. don't know who it could be. I, I, I don't know. Huh. I, I can't you look imagine. into that. Let me know if you find anything. I'll see what I can dig up. Okay. But I, I don't. Uh, I, you're you're thinking it might be maybe his father, but no, oh no, 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 that's not, not his possible. Father, huh? No, no, not at all. Be involved in that kind of stuff? No, no, it's completely above board. Actually, he could be and not even be aware. He's <laughs> like, where'd this money come from, honey? Oh, I'll just stick it in there, and yeah, maybe I'll, I'll remember put it in my later. wallet, and I'll spend it later. With election day less than three weeks away in Pennsylvania, Lehigh County Judge rejected a lawsuit by four residents who demanded tighter restrictions on ballot drop boxes. The plaintiffs, all Republicans, why wouldn't the Democrats want that too? Why wouldn't the Democrats say, you know, we really should monitor these things and make sure that nobody is cheating? It's, you, you'd think that, you know, they would want the same thing. The plaintiffs, all Republicans, demanded the boxes at the government center in Allentown and other parts of the county be open only during normal business hours and be monitored in person to make sure voters drop only their ballots or ballots they have been authorized to drop. In a ruling late yesterday, uh, Judge uh, Capehart 
said evidence presented at hearings on the case showed in-person monitoring had not conclusively reduced third-party ballot dropping, uh, but uh, better education, publicity, and signage had succeeded in doing so. Why not? Why not? Why not have somebody there watching, monitoring? I I don't I don't see the problem there. It, it strikes me as a, a pretty damn good idea. You know, the one thing you want to do at this point in the game, after the last presidential election, is find a way to make everybody feel, or as many people as you can, feel comfortable that this election is above board and clear, clean, and there are no, you know, no doubts. You want to eliminate that from the psyche of the American public. And you do that by going the extra distance. You do that by monitoring everything, letting the sunlight in on every bit of the process so that people walk away going, okay, it, it looked clean to me. It looked like they did everything by the book. Even if you are doing everything by the book, let a little sunlight in there. Let people know what's going on. That way, they at least have the peace of mind that is, uh, that's going to be necessary for people to trust future elections. These boards of elections that are not, uh, you know, open to these kinds of, uh, you know, oversight are actually uh, exacerbating the problem. Uh, they're making people even more... Uh, curious or more questioning of the elections. Uh, it's it's a shame that uh, that they don't see this because it's we've got to get past this. We really do. We have to get past this. Um, inflation is a problem. The IRS is taking into consideration. They announced the tax year 2023 annual inflation adjustments for more than 60 tax provisions, including the tax rate schedules uh, and other tax changes. The Inflation Reduction Act extended certain energy-related tax breaks and indexed for inflation the Energy Efficient Commercial Buildings Deduction, uh, you know, I, I thought the government wasn't interfering in any of this, but okay. Uh, for 2023, <clears throat> for the uh, tax year 2023, applicable uh, dollar value used to determine the maximum allowance of deductions, 54 cents uh, increased, but uh, not above uh, 1.07. Didn't Barack Obama just do this Netflix thing where he does his own taxes and it's so easy? Yes, he does. Marginal tax rates for 2023, 35% of incomes over 231,462.5 for married couples filing jointly. Um, marginal rates for 2023, top rates remain 37% for individual single taxpayer with incomes greater than 575,000, uh, 693 for married couples. Other rates, 35% for incomes over 231, 32% for incomes over 182, 24% for incomes over 95. Jeez, 
22% for incomes over 44, uh, and uh, 12% for incomes over 11,000. 22,000 for couples uh, that are uh, married. The lowest rate is 10% uh, for incomes of single individuals with incomes of 11,000 or less. What a mess. Taxing productivity is just inherently messy. Y you, you've got to cover so much ground because anything, a gift, a transaction, anything can get distorted. I mean, you got to cover every inch of every dime that anybody makes. It's just insane. It really is. All right, we're up against the clock. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap it up. want to remind you, Randy Tobler was on with us a few minutes ago. He's going to be on at 4 o'clock. Glenn Beck is going to be with us next. Sean Hannity will be on after that. Got all the talkers right here, but tomorrow morning, wake up. See, I almost did it again, Brian. I noticed that, I, yeah. I was, I was close. Yeah. I was close. He's, Brand, he's frowning at you right now, you know. Brandon, yes, I see him. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon, but uh, boy, what a great morning show. Brandon Rafferty. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1149. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Brian, I am curious to hear that audio, but... Uh, Me too. I, I, do have, it was, I just came across it, so I have no idea what it says. But I have uh, one more piece here that I want to okay. get to before we run out of showtime. Uh, a group of Justice Department prosecutors believe there is sufficient evidence to charge Donald Trump with obstruction of justice. The path to an actual indictment? Well, that's far from clear. But uh, the team that's part of the classified records probe has not yet made a formal recommendation to Merrick Garland. Uh, would ultimately approve or reject such a move. Uh, while uh, some Federal Bureau of Investigation agents oppose bringing such a politically charged case as Trump considers a 2024 presidential bid, others support action uh, and said the people who asked for anonymity to discuss information not yet public. Agents, however, don't make the final decision. So they really do think they're going to be able to press charges. Um, we're going to watch this carefully and closely because I've got a steak dinner uh, bet on this. Do I not with Brand uh, with uh, Kevin Kevin Jackson? Uh, but they they seem to think they've got it in the bag. It, it, the only thing uh, th that uh, may stop them is that politically they could be at risk themselves if this uh, if this uh, if this goes south. Uh, if if the uh, Republicans gain power, uh, they're going to, you know, play the same game. At least I would think they would. By the way, did you see where Igor Denchenko uh, was acquitted of lying to the FBI? I saw that yesterday. Isn't it interesting that that uh, they got all this information that was wrong and used it as an excuse to go after the the Trump administration? But nobody is guilty of anything. Right. Nobody did anything wrong. Except everything was a lie. And everything was wrong. Uh, other well, than that, Gary, it's never been proven to be a lie yet. You, you have to prove that it was untrue. It's just amazing here? that nobody... <laughs> isn't it just amazing that nobody did anything wrong? Nobody uh, committed any crimes... But uh, this whole thing was 
you know, a lie. A, a, this is the problem with having a secret court. This whole thing is just, it, it, it brings me back to that uh, uh, FISA court. The whole thing being done secretly. Uh, the FBI, uh, it, it's just, it is just so ugly that the government has gotten so big and powerful that we're using it for politics. As a weapon. Yes. And that's the problem with big government. It can be used by both sides. Gotta stop this. All right, so the Inflation Reduction Act, <clears throat> uh, which apparently doesn't really do anything uh, with regard to suppressing inflation. But what did Vice President Harris say about it? What are some parts of the Inflation Reduction Act, this, this amazing new law that you are most excited about? Amazing new law. Oh. So, I mean, so much. So much. I'm... Uh, one of the things that I'm very excited about is what we have been doing in terms of electric vehicles. What does that have to do with inflation um, reduction? And I have a particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. <laughs> oh. I really do. And we're manufacturing them in our country. I've been to the manufacturing plants. I've, I've been on these electric school buses. And think about it. Aside from the pandemic, on a daily basis, 25 million children in our country every day go to school on those diesel-fueled school buses. Wow. And hundreds, thousands of school bus drivers are driving those buses, which are then these people, these children, these adults, are inhaling what is toxic air. You got all that? That's... that's um that's what she likes about it, the inflation. inflation Reduction Act, yeah. The wonderful in Inflation Reduction uh -huh. Act. And these kids are inhaling toxic air. Uh-huh, yeah. So they're going to fix that with the Inflation Reduction Act, you see. Yeah. Have electric school buses. I, I look forward I'm to I'm sure it. they'll never break down. No, uh, run no. Run out of uh, battery on the way to school. Yeah, we've, we've seen how those battery-powered buses work. Oh, they're... They're a marvel, Brian. Uh-huh. Well, that one that caught fire. Oh, that. No, you're just yeah. pick, cherry-picking now. And then uh, there's that other problem, that other battery-powered bus company whose frames keep bending <laughs> uh, because the weight of the battery. But that's okay. And you know what else? Uh, they, do, they do tear up the road. Uh, those heavy vehicles Some do more damage. Some sacrifices have to be made. Yeah, but what I can't figure out is if, if you... Tear up a blacktop road, and then you have to repair it because you're running these heavy battery-powered vehicles over it. <laughs> what, what is what is blacktop? Um, yeah, it's made with oil. Uh huh. But you know, you're just come on. We'll do use concrete instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just cement over all of it. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, it, the nonsense never seems to end, and I don't know. I don't know what it takes to wake up Americans, but the fact that the Democrats got as far as they did is really, uh, it's disgusting, if you ask me. It, they should never have, and, and, it, and it couldn't have happened, by the way, without help of the Republicans. There are Republicans that voted on some key pieces of legislation that, 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 uh, that are haunting the, the country now and will continue to for some time. 
could not happen without some Republicans voting for them. You certainly couldn't have gotten it through the Senate if the Republicans, uh, well, if they, if they could with the vice president, but they, they didn't need her vote. This whole green energy nonsense, this, this complete turnover, uh, you, you can't heat your homes, you can't drive your cars, you can't uh, drive tractor trailers, you, you, the whole thing is a mess. And it didn't have to be. It was, it was just an invented problem by socialists who want to redistribute America's wealth. Ultimately, they're going to say that any other third world country uh, that, that wants money from us can have it because we hurt them with global warming. It's just a way to redistribute wealth and to destroy the greatest republic the world has ever known. And we've got people out there, voters, who, who can't see this, who don't recognize what's happening to them. And I don't know how to wake people up. I don't know how to make sure they understand what's going on. There is no global warming problem. Man-made global warming, this is a bunch of Bravo Sierra. And because they're teaching it in government schools that you won't take your kids out of, they're being indoctrinated. They're being told that this is fact. Man-made global warming, destroying the world. Got to stop drilling for oil. Got to stop refining it. Got to stop using it. Got to go to green energy. It's, it's, it's insane. We're actually living through, I would argue, the craziest, most insane time of our lives. In fact, of the, of, of the history of the United States, it's absolute nonsense. And yet, we're paying for it. Tomorrow, my friends, is Think Tank Thursday. Uh, Kevin Jackson, Jim Babka. By the way, and, and I mentioned this before. Last week, I was on vacation. Jim Babka and Dave Rowland, two outside-the-box thinkers, clash of the titans, debating foreign policy. You can go to 93.9 The Eagle and listen. you got to listen to that. It was, it's, it's amazing. we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day, Carpe Diem. Gwen, baby, I am coming home.